on this episode of Checking In. Annie returns from maternity leave and talks about what she's been up to these past 12 weeks. We also discuss graduation and college and how every student should take advantage of all the opportunities you have at college, whether it be recreational or personal. As always, if you like us, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Thanks for listening. back from maternity leave. Hello. So she will be rejoining me as co-host. And I'd like to give a shout out to Maria for filling in for her. Yeah. I had a lot of of fun talking to her about all the stuff that she's doing because she's a pretty voracious reader. And she talked about a lot of interesting things. And I really appreciated her helping out when you were gone. So thanks to Maria. So Annie, what have you been up to these past 12 weeks? I had a baby. He's pretty chill, as you heard on the Game of Thrones podcast, or didn't hear. Mm -hmm. He's a pretty easygoing baby. Um, I watched a lot of TV. I read more than I thought, more than I thought I would. Um, I wrote nothing at all. I -hmm. like to write, but I did not um, get a chance to do that. And it... I tried to focus all my consuming, I guess, just because it was on my head on stuff about mothers or women in general, and I found Mm -hmm. some really kind of inspiring, empowering stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about what we were... Sure. Go ahead. Just go for it. Reading. um, So I read... I think the first thing I read was... um, Abby Jacobson, she's from Broad City. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. She wrote a book called I Might Regret This, and I picked it up because um, I thought it would be kind of an like, easy, breezy read, which it was. But she um, had her first long-term serious relationship end, and it was with a woman, and that was her first relationship with a woman as well, and she sort of needed a clearer head and she goes on like a road trip and she sort of writes about mm-hmm. what she's thinking about and she draws pic she's a an artist too so she sketches pictures of white like what snack she's eating or what album she's listening to mm-hmm. um i thought so i thought that was a really good book it's called i might regret this by abby jacobson she's quite vulnerable in the book which was mm-hmm. surprising for a celebrity uh i had planned to read emma by jane austen because i picked up like from the library book sale, an old copy mm-hmm. of it. Have you read it before? Yes. And I thought, well, this would be a perfect springtime novel. And then I read like 75 pages of it. And I kept waiting for the matchmaking to start. <laughs> and it was Emma by uh, one of the Bronte sisters. <laughs> it was the wrong book. <laughs> she was in an orphanage. I was like, I don't remember it starting well, this way. That's interesting that they would even let two books be named the same thing. The Bronte sisters and Jane Austen were like... They always get lumped together, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, they do. So I read about half of that book. The Brontes are, are like darker. They're the fall reading, not springtime reading. So I quit that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I read um, A Wayland by Ramona Asubel, which is a um, just some short stories. Uh, and I really like everything she's written. She wrote Sons and Daughters of Ease and Plenty, which was one of my favorite books from last year. Is that another short story collection? Or is no, it... that was a novel. Okay. 
and I read um, a book called They Went Whistling by Barbara Holland, who's this sassy historian, and it's a different accounts of um, famous rebel women in history. Mm-hmm. So she talks about Cleopatra, she talks about Bonnie from Bonnie and Clyde, she talks about women I've never heard of as well, but um, she it, she has some interesting perspective on it. And um, this person, So this person's an actual historian. Yes. And so this is nonfiction. Right, it's nonfiction, and she's really sassy about other historians, like, well, of course, the guy who wrote this book about Cleopatra would mm-hmm. be inclined to say that she blah blah because mm-hmm. this was his deal. You know, so she... Uh, I really enjoyed that. Um, what else did I read? Oh, and for our next book club in at the end of the month, I'm reading Notes of a N- Native Son by James Baldwin, which is a collection of essays. Mm-hmm. So that'll be good. Uh, and then... I'm really excited about what I watched because mm-hmm. I watched some really fun things. Yeah. First, Amy Schumer had a baby. So the the stand-up that she yes. had? So she had a stand-up when she was pregnant, and then if anybody follows her on Instagram, she's taking some pretty sweet pictures of herself on Instagram, like, mm-hmm. um, which I, I've always appreciated Amy Schumer because she just keeps it real and talks about stuff that about being a woman that nobody else talks about. So I watched her Netflix stand-up special, but then I also checked out from the library her sketch comedy show, mm-hmm. which is pretty lewd, but hilarious. Um, I watched Fleabag. Oh, I watched that, too. Did you? Yep. Oh, good. We can talk about that. I watched Fleabag. Um, and I watched Tuca and Birdie, which is the Netflix yeah. mm-hmm. cartoon. Mm-hmm. And two things I noticed about those two shows, which I hope is a trend, is... Like, you know how when The Sopranos came out, that sort of started, like, an anti-hero trend? They had Breaking Bad and, like, it yeah, was, like, bad I, guys as main characters. I think The Sopranos season. also ushered in, like, a new area of, like, prestige TV. Yeah. Like, TV was never the same after Sopranos. Yeah. Because you could be like, oh, you could do this with TV. Right. And I think with a lot of shows, I'm not sure if it's, like, whatever, but, like, I think there's a lot of younger people because... The person who did Fleabag is pretty young. Mm-hmm. I imagine the people that do Tuca and Birdie are pretty young, too. Mm-hmm. I think it just we're seeing like all these new creators just expressing themselves through the lens that they grew up in. And a lot of yeah. the people are sort of like kind of depressed, kind of like pessimistic about life and the future and stuff. So I yeah. feel like a lot of shows now have that sort of tilt to it, but they sort of try to make it in jest. It's like, well, this is sort of the world we live in, so we have to yeah. cope with it somehow. What I see it as is sort of like a return to sincerity, and I feel like we get tricked into it, which I love, because you at Tuca and Birdie um, and Fleabag, and then also like The Good Place, you get you start watching them and you're thinking they're these like trope characters like Mm -hmm. oh these are people that are crappy people and Mm -hmm. um they're funny yeah and then somewhere in the mid like in the second season or in the you it like kind of turns on you and you get to see Mm -hmm. their vulnerable vulnerability yeah and i'm really liking that trend with yeah, I think, because I'm also watching You're the Worst, and that's sort of similar. Oh, is that? I'm going to write that down. Similar to that, like, it's sort of characters that you wouldn't probably want to be friends with, but there's just more to them than the surface level. Right, and they you actually dig, like, dig into it. Yeah, or like, like, one of the main characters is, like, clinically depressed, and they go into that, 
like there was like a whole half a season where she just didn't do anything like stared out a window oh wow and stuff <laughs> yeah um so it was pretty interesting to see that but i think it's one of those things where you see like these broken people sort of come together and then they make each other better mm-hmm. i think that's sort of a lot of shows what they're doing now yeah or do you watch um schitt's creek i do not that sort of is like mm-hmm. that too the first season you're like oh these are just these terrible people and then mm-hmm. they just keep growing on you and growing on you and getting better and help starting to help each other and mm-hmm. it's nice a return yeah. to sincerity oh then the last thing i wanted to talk about is and i know you had a new york times article that you read that you wanted to discuss and i read one too um called Smash the Wellness Industry. It's I think I did read that one, Did too. you? Um, it's by Jessica Knoll, or, or Knoll, I don't know how you say her name. She's a novelist. But um, she was just talking about how she went out to lunch with her friends, and they were talking about their bodies and how they can't lose weight, or if they do lose weight, their bodies still look crappy because they had kids. And she just looks over at the men who are eating, like, hamburgers and wonders what, what they get to talk about, and how mm-hmm. much time we take up women take up thinking and working on our having the perfect bodies and talking about how much we hate our bodies and um she talks about how the the diet industry has sort of been renamed the wellness industry mm-hmm. of course i think it's interesting because i just had a baby and there's pressure to lose that baby weight and then also i noticed last year for the library we did like a, a women's health mm-hmm uh, program and to promote it I put up I was looking for women's health books and we have mm-hmm. uh, pride ourselves on our book collection here our materials collection so I was trying to pull books about um, women's health in general fatigue endometriosis common problems women have and they were almost all the books even if they were about um, actual health the bent they took on it was losing weight or not looking like you're aging. Mm-hmm. It was so sad to see that display so sparse of books by actual mm-hmm. doctors. Most of them, most of the books were by like Cameron Diaz or like um, celebrities, right? Celebrities that. and all the pictures instead of like the cookbooks. I've noticed a trend in the past ten years. Instead of pictures of the food, it's a lot of pictures of thin women joyfully eating or making the food. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like the aesthetic for cookbooks these days. Anyway, so I, I would recommend that article. Did you? I, I read like it, yeah. It? I mean, I remember. I mean, I'm just sort of, it's, I think it's one of those things where if you're paying attention, it's. I think it's just pretty obvious. Yeah. Like just the cycle that especially women have to go through. Mm-hmm. It just sort of capitalism. I really yeah. feel like it just like, oh, you have to buy this to feel good. And then just keeps giving people money. Yeah. Really. It re- um, but yeah, it's it- unfortunate, especially having... A daughter, it's like, oh, this is right. You're gonna have to to figure this out. Mm -hmm. It reminded me of this. um, I think it was a popular book. It came out a while ago. Do you remember the Beauty Myth by Naomi Wolf? Mm -hmm. Um, It was popular when I used to work at the bookstore. A bookstore, it was popular. But um, she said, I I wrote down this quote. She says, "A culture fixated on female thinness is not a." obsession about female beauty but an obsession with about female obedience um and i thought that article reminded me of that quote so i think i'm going to pick up the beauty myth as mm-hmm. well because i don't know if i ever read it or if i just sold it so much and talked about it so much so it was definitely like the hot item back in the day yeah and it yeah just, cool yeah the article i read was about 
like anti colleges because mm-hmm. it's like I guess it came out probably because it was graduation season. What's an anti college? Um, it's just like a sort of like a different way of going to school. Like it's still like oh, a college. Okay. It's like accredited. But, like, they just teach you different skills that they feel like the universities don't teach anymore, mm-hmm. like high schools didn't teach, like, more, like, life skills. Sure. Um, hands-on stuff. There's no bureaucracy. They just sort of do what they want and everything. I thought it was interesting, and it's cheaper. Yeah. Because that's one of the big things that people, they don't want to spend, like, $50,000 sure. to not know what they want to do. Right. So they go to these other places sort of figured out so it's almost like a community college but a little bit more more rigorous and okay. everything so not like a trade school not a trade school but there's probably a little bit of, of, of trade, like in, trade it. in it but, I don't, but it's not limited to it's that. not limited it's more like being i think it's probably going back to the way that universities were supposed to be it's like you're supposed to just get a well-rounded education yeah and then like if you had that you could probably do mostly anything mm-hmm. unless it was like something very specific like engineering or being a doctor or a lawyer yeah. But it's sort of like getting back to that well-rounded education, not just doing something for the sake of getting a job, getting like degree, doing something yeah. for getting like knowledge mm-hmm. and wellness sort of out of it. Just do it for yourself. Yeah. I feel like um, I got a well-rounded education in college. We both went to CMU. Yeah. Um, but it ended with me not having a minor because I had like half a minor in all these different subjects that I was so interested in. I had most of a minor in film studies, most of a minor in women's studies because I was taking... You should have combined them for like women's film studies. I I should have. But what it ended with me is my advisor going like, you don't... You're going to have to go to school a whole another semester or two to get a minor. And then I thought, well, what's a minor? Yeah, like, that's the thing about, that's the other thing about colleges that are weird. There's so, there's so much bureaucracy. Like, you don't realize that you're, like, could be, like, so far behind. You're like, right. oh, I'm taking, like, 15 Unt- credits an hour, like, a semester. Until you're five. six months away from and graduation. And then, like, you do your audit. And you're like, oh, you need to make sure, you need to take X amount of classes, like, over, like, a 400 level. You're like, oh. I <laughs> right. Like, I'm glad you're telling me. Like, I wish right. that you told me this before I started registering for all these classes that yeah. I just thought were interesting yeah and then like your last two semesters you're just like filling up the the chasm that you forgot yeah. about and then you have to graduate on time I'm glad I did it though I could have stayed and gotten my journalism minor but the class I needed to take only had it was like a heavy on writing so there could only be like 12 people a semester in the class it was hard to get into mm-hmm. so I just left yeah. <laughs> I just graduated with just a major and no one no I've never applied for a job where what's your major mention it creative writing <laughs> really useful <laughs> I mean you wrote, you wrote a book so, yeah so it worked out for yes. you whether or not you needed that class to right to, to do it but you did something with it yeah but yeah I mean I just remember you know all that college was like it was fun but I don't know it just seems like so. It just seems like so expensive now. I it's think even very expensive. like when I went to school, I was like, oh, it's not horrible. But now I'm like, I think like a whole year of school costs as much as I did the whole four years. Yeah. So it's like, oh. It just keeps <clears throat> getting more expensive. Keeps getting more expensive. And then and people I, our age are. I mean, we're. Uh, my husband and I are still paying off our loans. We both have master's degrees. Mm-hmm. So, saving for. Our children's college is like, yeah, way down the road. Yeah, way down the road. But it's also something like that I would like to give to her. Mm-hmm. But like you hear that you need to save like a quarter of a million dollars or half a million dollars <laughs> just to say like by the time she gets to college, right. if every the trends stay the same, 
I'm like, well, if the trends stay the same, I, I would suggest not going to college. Yeah. So maybe she <coughs> can go to one of these anti-colleges. Maybe. And maybe they'll, maybe more of them will exist by then. Yeah. Or college will change drastically. And th- it won't be the anti-college anymore. Yeah, it'll just, just, be just be college. Regular. Just be regular um, what college. What was that article called to you? Um, the Rise of the Anti-College, oh. I believe. Uh, I forgot what it was. I sent I, you, I sent you the yeah. link. Yeah, but, I'm going to can We can link it in the in the podcast yeah. uh, notes um, and everything. But it was an interesting article. Um, I think especially it's interesting because I was reading that book, The Test. I just I actually finished it finally about standardized testing Yeah. and stuff. And just like there's no silver bullet for that sort of issue it's like right. oh it's like good in concept but like horrible in practice because mm-hmm. there's no way that they could figure out a way to like get an even playing field for everyone taking this standardized test yeah. which which people don't have standardized educations so yeah. they're trying to like figure it out like so it just doesn't seem like anyone's really figured it out and it just sort of puts students at a loss because obviously it just creates that cycle where the kids that have the means to do well can do well on the test or can do the test prep and get mm-hmm. the tutors and kids who don't do well really can or if you're in a bad school you could get like a really good GPA but you can do bad on the test because you're actually not getting the education that you need right sort of sort of thing and then with higher education testing like did you take the G you had to take the GRE I took the GRE and did not do very well on it I didn't either and uh well I did Great on the English portion. I did lower than, um, you know, they say to get into a school, you had to have certain points. And I got lower than that in math. And I still got accepted to every grad school I applied Mm -hmm. to. So then that made me think, like, well, what did I just pay? No, It's it's expensive to take that test. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't want, I just think that a lot of things are like rackets. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. want to sound like conspiracy theorist, but it's like, if you go to a school, like, the colleges can be like, oh, you went to Gross Point, that's probably a, that's a good school. If you did well in the Gross Point, then you probably are ready for that's college. A, without You don't need a test for it. But obviously someone goes to a, a district that maybe isn't as good, maybe a test would be good bearing and be like, oh, well, this maybe this person didn't get a, as good an education. Yeah. They do well on this test, perfect. But like and everything just costs so much, you got to pay for that test. And then if you don't do well, you have to keep paying for it. Keep. And then same with the GRE. Like, yeah. I just graduated college, and you're telling me that I have to take a a GRE to go to library school. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm doing math? I haven't done math in, like, four years. I know. <laughs> and you're telling me that I need to do this to get into the, to this school. It's like, good job, guys. Yeah. There's not that much math in librarianship. There's some. you got to budget. Yeah. But, I mean, that just... There's basic... There's no geometry. Just, <laughs> yeah, just subtraction. There's no geometry. There's no calculus or... Yeah. Whatever. It just... <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm going to be using this a lot in my we, library degree. We made it. Yeah, we did make it. Um, I don't know. It seems like there's a test for everything now. I think, you know, yeah. especially scientists and statistics people probably like the data, but I just don't know if they know what to do with it. They'll be like, oh, we see that there's a problem, but we don't know how to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, it's a interesting thing. Yeah. And all this stuff. So and you've been reading a lot about higher education. I think it just sort about of... About education in general. You know, I just sort of saw it. And I was like, this looks interesting. Yeah. And then the article came out. I think it was just because it was graduating season that yeah. it was out. And it's just something that's been on my mind all the time with just a young kid. Yeah. And, like, also still paying off my student loans. It just, like, I don't know. 
at what point it's become if it's be, if it's worth going to college or not going to college. Mm-hmm. I feel like that gap, especially with the cost, I feel like it's getting closer and closer. Like going to college might not be worth it, mm-hmm. but it's hard to say. Yeah. But with my experience, it's like, you know, my experience is somewhat tainted because, you know, I have to pay. I'm still paying for it. Mm-hmm. And then it's higher. And I think it's more competitive now. It's definitely more competitive than when I was in college. So, like, all these kids are all competing for the same schools and the same scholarships. And, like, 75% of the kids probably have 3.5 GPAs or higher. Right, yeah. Where when I was in college, that was, like, probably 25% of the kids mm-hmm. did that. It just... uh and especially it's a globalized world now. We're not just competing with the people that we go to school with. It's like everyone in the world wants to go to yeah. college now. China, India, all that stuff. It's mm-hmm. just a whole bunch of stuff. It's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah. have the answers, but it's just not. A, it's just a, a huge problem that's forthcoming in my life. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but... Um... So what else have you been reading and watching? Um, uh, I was watching. I watched Fleabag, and you're the worst. Uh, what else? You're the worst is the name of a show. He's not saying I'm the worst. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else did I watch? Uh, I watched John Wick three. Oh. Um, okay. And Detective Pikachu. All right. Um, I like both of those movies. If you like action, John Wick is good. If you like Pokemon. You like Detective Pikachu. I heard a lot of people were upset about his teeth. Was that the one? John Wick? No, or Pokemon. Or did Pikachu have I don't know. human teeth or something in it? People were think upset so. about it. I don't it. think. I don't recall. Maybe that's something else. Um, let's see. I also I picked, I checked out a book, um, uh, Poet X. I think it won like the Young Adult Award for Best of the Year. I think cool. it's a novel written in verse. I haven't started it yet. It's in my bag, so that's an, I want to read that next. Um, I'm playing a lot of video games lately because I have so many I have to finish them and I don't like having stuff that's left unfinished. Oh, okay. But I've been doing that and like the more I fit, the more I complete in that game it's like more stuff I have to do. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I don't know if I can this is ridiculous. <laughs> I've already put like 80 hours into it. I'm like, why is this not done yet? <laughs> but it's okay. It's lost its yeah, thrill Yeah, it's lost its you. thrill. It's just like after a while, you're like, you feel like, it's probably just like everything. It's just like work. You're just like, yeah, this is cool. Like I'm getting accomplished. I'm having fun. Then all of a sudden, like, you just, like, put the controller down or something. You check your email. You're like, oh, now I have more work. Or mm-hmm. I just forgot about this. And it's just like, oh, no, I thought I was making headway. Yeah. But really, I just got a whole bunch of stuff that's left. One step forward, two steps back. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's sort of what I've been up to. I started watching the show Chef on Netflix Oh, I think it was like John Favreau's mm-hmm. show. Like he made the I movie saw that Chef, yeah. and he sort of turned it into a TV show. So I sort of started watching that. Cause I like cooking shows like that. I don't like the traditional cooking shows, like when they're just in the kitchen, just cooking. I like you know Anthony Bourdain style stuff. Yeah, and or the salt, fat, acid. Yeah, did you salt, like that? fat, and acid. I watched that, and uh, there's some other shows like even like Chef's Table on Netflix. I like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like like it was more into like the process, not just mm-hmm. like the show and tell it's more like oh why am i doing this the way i'm doing it yeah and learning more about the chefs that are doing this stuff because i think like to me like i think that you know chefs that are really pretty good inspiration for me how i look at life i'm like oh that's cool what they do like if i, I don't look to inspiration from other librarians because i think that you know a lot of the stuff is just sort of recycled mm-hmm. but i think like looking at chefs what they're able to do 
and like the passion they have for us. Like I kind of want to be like that for librarianship. For oh, that's and a so, good so idea to look for other. Our me a little field bit. can be kind of <clears throat> insulated, so that's mm-hmm. good to look. Look out. So did you finish Fleabag, or did you watch just the one season? I finished Fle- Fleabag in two days. <laughs> yeah, I did Started too. and finished it. I mean, it's only 12 episodes. Yeah, and they're only half, like 20-minute episodes. Yeah, they're uh, very short, but mm-hmm. it was, um, I loved it. Um, and I've been trying to get my husband to watch it so that I can rewatch it. <laughs> um, but it's just so quirky, and um, she, it's such an interesting character, and she mm-hmm. breaks the, third, yeah, the fourth, fourth wall. Um, uh, I just thought it was really endearing. I think yeah, it was. It was a good show. Like yeah. it was. It was a good. Like you, like you sort of knew, like from the get go, that there was not something. There was just something off about her. Mm-hmm. And like it slowly gave you the information. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, okay, I get it now. Yeah. And like you know, you meet her parents or her stepmom and her dad and her sister, and you're just like, oh, yeah. these are like the woman weirdest that, people. The like, woman that plays their stepmom is like. Oh, Olivia Coleman. Yeah, she's like a hundred percent. So such a good actress in that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's really good. And then yeah. her her sister was another interesting character. Mm-hmm. And then her sister's husband. Right. Um, but yeah, it was just a, it was just a good show. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It's good. Good surprises and that first episode of the second season where the. They're at the dinner oh, party. That was mm-hmm. like a perfect episode. Yeah, it was so it was good. An interesting way to start off the season. Yeah. But yeah, it was good. I think, you know, she also created um, Killing Eve. Like she adapted the first, like she was a showrunner for the first season. Yeah. And that's sort of like a popular show now. Yeah. I didn't, we have that at the library. I didn't know until after I watched Fleabag that mm-hmm. um, she had done that. So I might get. Yeah. She's not in it though. She just wrote it. She just it, wrote it, yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. She's a good writer. She just has another show on Netflix. I think it was another BBC show. I can't remember what it was called. Oh, Crashing? Yeah, she something like yeah. they lived in a hospital or near like a hospital or something. Oh, maybe that's something different. Maybe. But I don't know. It's another. She seems to be on the up and up. She's the it. She's like the yeah. it, it British girl now. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting to see what happens with her. Um, she wears a fantastic jumpsuit in the show, um, like her outfit. She wears the same outfit a lot, and I've noticed there's a lot of articles about how to get the flea bag jumpsuit <laughs> and like where to purchase. Interesting. So she's a trendsetter. I think she's probably a trendsetter, like accidentally. Yeah. She's like, this is just what I wear. Right. Yeah. It's like, and then she sees articles. It's like, what? Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that show's done now, mm-hmm. which, you know, I've always liked that about the British shows. Like, they're just like, I'm going to do this and we're done. Right. Quit before it gets mm-hmm. bogged down. And Yeah, I'm sure she also has got other stuff to do, like she wants to do. So it's good that she's able to, to do that, um, and everything. So do you watch anything else? Any other TV shows um, or anything? I'm sure I did. We I watched a couple stand-up things we watched um we started getting trying to get caught back up on veep but mm-hmm. it kind of got it kind of changes a little bit from a comedic show to a more serious show mm-hmm. so i kind of quit that mm-hmm. um, and now i'm trying to watch a little less tv because um, i noticed 
for the first six weeks, the baby was like not paying attention to anything but like getting food. But yeah. I noticed the other day when my son had on cartoons that the baby was like paying attention to the TV and they're not supposed to watch TV mm-hmm. for like the first two years or whatever. So I'm trying to more listen to podcasts mm-hmm. now. Podcasts That's are... a good thing to keep your mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of stuff with a new baby's kind of boring so it's it's very boring it's like oh i'm gonna go to the bathroom right i'm gonna put you down for just a second oh i came back it's like you're exactly where i left right you're fine yeah and then when they start walking you're like now it's problematic yeah (laughs) so i can put a podcast on on my phone and lovingly gaze at the baby or do dishes while i or rock the baby Mm -hmm. that's easy i can keep my mind entertained while still like having an interaction with my son which Mm -hmm. is good yep podcasts are the greatest invention of the last 10 years oh yeah they're great i'm learning so much too Mm -hmm. um like i just listened to that uh brene brown she did like a famous ted talk which i did not listen to but Mm -hmm. i heard her interviewed and really like her so now i think i'm gonna read she wrote a book so i'm gonna check that out Mm -hmm. yeah it's great All right, I think with that we'll take a break and we'll be back shortly. And we are back. And since it is the middle of June, we thought it would be apt to talk about graduation and everything. We've already talked a little bit about school stuff anyway, so we're sort of go dive into graduation and all that. It's been forever since I graduated. I didn't yeah. even go to my graduation. You I, didn't? No. Your high school? Well, high school I did. Oh, like, okay. I didn't I go didn't, to my college graduation. I didn't go. Well, I went to the my undergrad, and I, you know, in hindsight, I would not recommend that. <laughs> it was just so long. You're just sitting there doing nothing, and you get your name called. You're like, oh, cool. Then you got to sit down again and wait like two or three hours before you have to leave. You're like... Okay, this is this yeah. is a little this is a little too much. And then my graduate school, since I already did the that thing the first time, I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um and stuff. I did the opposite. I skipped my undergrad because I knew I was going. At that point, I had a plan to go to grad school, so I thought, well, this is not mm-hmm. the ending of anything. So I skipped that and did my grad school graduation, which was fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's nice for parents to see. I, I think you know. I think a lot of like a lot of like obligations or stuff like is more for parents and family than for individuals. Mm-hmm. I remember one of my friends. He's a wedding videographer, and he made the comment that you know weddings, even though people like to think it's about the bride and the groom, like he made the comments like really it's about the family. Yeah. That, that go and I know like there's some people that get disappointed if they decide to just get married at the courthouse or do nothing yeah. and then the family gets upset because they're like well, that was a good excuse to get everyone together in the same room yeah. hang out and do all that stuff so I think a lot of that stuff graduations is sort of like that too it's a good excuse yeah. to get family together for something and I love going to a graduation party because I love pasta salad <laughs> and it's like do you make do you make it just to make sure it's there or is it no i just rely on other people making delicious pasta salad i like the one with ramen noodles in it i like the one my mom makes one she calls hawaiian salad that's got pineapple and cheese in it which sounds gross but it's good 
Well, I mean, if you like pineapples on pizza, then yeah. I guess. That's good. I, I like, uh, we're coming up. My nephew, I have, um, my parents have five children, and there are, um, since I had my son, there are 13 grandchildren. That's a lot. And my one of my older nephews is will be graduating in a couple years, and he's going to start a... Um, after that, every year for the next like ten years, one of them will be graduating. So I get a lot of graduation parties under my belt. Lots of pasta salad. Under my belt, really, <laughs> physically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's just interesting because, like, in you know, being here now, like hindsight, it's like such a small mm-hmm. thing. But to the people that are graduating, it's like really like yeah. the high point of their life so far. Yeah, yeah. It's, but you know, having done it and stuff so it seems interesting to like feel like that dichotomy it's like they're graduating high school it's like sometimes it's hard for me to get excited for them because i'm like mm-hmm. your life is like just starting mm-hmm. but at the well, same that's time, exciting yeah but at the same time it's like this really is like the high point of their life yeah. there's nothing else that they've done that's probably as big as this unless maybe they were like really good at sports or yeah debate or some sort of recognition otherwise but i mean this really is like a high mark and hopefully they're um, optimistic. Like, I remember, that's why I was excited when I graduated high school, because I was like, I'm going to get out of town and, mm-hmm. you know, do what I want to be a newscaster. <laughs> well, there's still time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do that anymore. I don't like those early mornings. Well, um, we, can, we can do, like, a Gross Point library news yeah. segment. <laughs> newscast, <and> Yeah. <laughs> Uh, are there any books you would recommend for, for graduating? Um, I don't know. I think just reading anything in general will make you better. Like, even if it's not about life. Yeah. Like, just reading the stories. Like, I know there's this really good... You brought up the TED Talk. There's this really good TED Talk about this one author who I, whose name I, wouldn't, I can't pronounce at all without having heard it before. But she wrote, like, Americana. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm not going to butcher her yeah. name. Yeah. It'll, we'll put it in the description, but she talked about, like, the dangers of a, like, the dangers of a single story and talking about, like, the whole idea that you should read books by people who are not like you. Oh, yeah. Because, like, it gives you a different perspective on life. So anything that's, you know, written by a woman, you know, mm-hmm. people of color, anything, it'll sort of give you a different experience and, you know, worldview if you just sort of read something different yeah. than you're used to. So I, would I would totally reckon, agree to that. And, and, and. It's a great time to start doing that because you're going to start, high school graduates will start getting out into the world and meeting people. I mean, I I went to college just 45 minutes away from um, my hometown, but it was still crazy different, much more diverse and a lot mm-hmm. of different lives coming together in one place. And that was my favorite thing about college. Mm-hmm. So it's a, great, yeah. it's a great time to start exploring. Yeah, exploring... Other people's other people experiences. Um, I think you know a lot of students probably go to Michigan, Michigan State. You know, those are both pretty big schools. They're going to draw from everywhere. Mm-hmm. So depending on where you're from, you know, you could have a very single experience, and you go off to college, and you're like, oh, there's a lot of people that are different yeah. than me. Yeah. And I think you know that's probably like the best part about college. I think is not the actual education, but sort of just like what you do outside of class. Like I learning agree. how to yeah. interact with people and living on your own, feeding yourself. And learning maybe what you properly. like. Learning. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, I went to a really 
a small school in a small town and it was like um we didn't have a ton of clubs i'm, I'm sure gross point has a club for everything mm-hmm. but um in sanford you could like join a sport or you could be in band and that was pretty much it and mm-hmm. so um college was a great time to explore other hobbies and yeah stuff especially too. if you're at a big college so you, i mean you could find something that there's like anything you want yeah. Like, if you're really looking for something, like, you could find it. Like, if you like, I know, I think at Central, I think they did have, like, an acapella group. I know, like, it's, like, Pitch yeah. Perfect is sort of oh, made yeah. it seem like it's bigger, but there was an acapella group. There's mm-hmm. club sports. There's mm-hmm. just a whole bunch of stuff that, if you're looking willing to find it and put the work in, you could definitely yeah. do it. But I think at the same time, I think a lot of these high school kids are so, I feel like they're probably just burned out from all the stuff they're doing. They probably just want to go to college and just relax for... Yeah. A second. Well, that's something you need to learn, too, is too. how to relax. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's got to learn how to balance, you know, time management. They'll learn a lot because they used, they're so used to going to school for, like, eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to go to school for, like, maybe two a day. Yeah. yeah. And they're going to have a whole day to figure out what to do with their cell, with themselves mm-hmm. and all that stuff, especially if they're in a big city. Like mm-hmm. Ann Arbor, I would say Ann Arbor is like a bigger city. Like you can go do, you can do a whole lot of stuff in Ann Arbor. Yeah. Just like sort of walk around, mosey around campus. Do new whatever. food, new concerts. College was the first time I tried asparagus. <laughs> 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 Opened my eyes to asparagus. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean that's the thing is like, you know, this is like, I don't know, four or five years. I don't know. Don't I don't know. Five year plan. Don't don't knock the five year plan for graduating in four years is sort of tough. I yeah. think you know I've got to do 18 hours, mm-hmm. which seems like it's not a lot, but you know there's no reason to go strong unless your scholarship or something you need to graduate quickly yeah. take or the something. Extra time. Like don't take too much time, but don't like stress out about needing to graduate in four years. You have so much of your life ahead of you that an extra semester or a year is really not going to be the difference between anything really. Yeah. Um, but that's. <clears throat> But yeah, graduation. We recently had um, the library staff had a mental el- mental health first aid mm-hmm. in service. So most of us are certified mental health first aid. Well, yeah, if we went to that, we are certified. We are yes. certified yeah. now. Um, but we were having a little discussion about how anxiety seems to be higher in uh, young adults these days. I don't know what the statistics are on that. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't know either. Like, I feel like. It's got to be, I would imagine if they studied it, it'd probably be similar throughout the years. Yeah. It just seems like it's more prevalent now, I think. I think more people talk about it. It's more people talk about, talk it. about yeah. it. I think it's more acceptable to talk about mental mm-hmm. health. And maybe just easier. I think parents, like, can see, like, how different things are. Like, even if they don't understand, they're like, I never tried that hard at school. Like, oh, even I did. Oh, yeah. I did okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I didn't, like, do great because I just... You know, I never really, I didn't really yeah. care that much. I was a good student, and I'm, I'm pretty sure my five year old's smarter than me now. But like, like they I mean, move fast. Because I do like, you know, I do like the after school program, and I see like mid, like the middle schoolers are just like, they have like homework like every day, and like mm-hmm. they're doing like three hours of homework a day. I'm like, I think I did three hours of homework a week. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, it just seems they're working like hard. so different. So it's just sort of interesting, but yeah. I think that's just sort of the way it is, like whether or not that they want to do it or the school's putting pressure on them, I think that's just the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only way that they're going to get to school Yeah. if they, um, especially the school they want to go to. Yeah. One book that I recommend to people that 
are having anxiety or going through a hard time is called Living Beautifully with Uncertainty and Change by Pima Chodron. And she's a Buddhist monk, but um, I think you could read it if you were not religious or of any other religion and get something out of it. Mm-hmm. She just sort of talks about life's natural highs and lows and yeah, know, how everything's temporary. Buddhism is always a good thing it's really to fall calming. back on. Yeah. Because they always talk about living in the moment. Yes. Just chilling. Mm-hmm. Taking it easy. And that could be hard for graduates to live in the moment because they're so excited about like mm-hmm. what they're going to be. I think right now, I think that lull between graduating and college is probably a good time to be excited. And even if you don't want to live in the moment, you can be hopeful mm-hmm. or even scared of the future. But I think you should definitely acknowledge whatever you're feeling and then try to yeah do something for it. If it's even if it's a positive thing, but just definitely enjoy the summer before yeah you start have your, a good summer <clears throat> before you start the next chapter of your life because college is definitely fun but the college definitely has its pitfalls if you're not prepared to to handle it yeah and everything but colleges have all the support systems in place if you fall off the rails yeah and everything's just take advantage of all the opportunities and services that the colleges mm-hmm. provide because you're paying for it visit um, your professor doing office hours I think yes. they're more likely to help you out. Yes, especially if it's a smaller class. I would imagine, like, the bigger classes, like, if they have to take, like, English 101, it's yeah. probably not worth talking to your professor. But, like, once you start figuring out what you want to do and, like, picking a major, you should definitely try to talk to the professors more. Yeah. Build a relationship up, especially you can get, like, a TA position or anything, learn how to research properly, effectively. Use the library at college. It's a really good place to yeah. to do all your work and learn how to research effectively. The librarians on campus do a very good job of helping students out. And the professors, too. Mm-hmm. So I would just use all the resources to your advantage. Because I sure did not. <laughs> I just sort of did whatever. Um, so I sort of just coast. I've been coasting my entire life. So... <laughs> You know, that works for me, but might not work for others. Mm. All right. You want to talk about, oh, do, or do we need to take a break? We don't need to take a break. We can, just, right. we can just, we'll just power through. All right. What do we want to talk about? Let's talk about what's going on this summer, this month. Well, a lot of things are starting this month because summer reading, you know, has started officially, but really it's going to be getting into full swing come Monday. That's when everything's sort of starting. We try to, especially for the youth department, we try to plan it so all the programming starts when school ends. Yeah. Basically, almost every week throughout the summer, we have stuff going on. So whatever interests you, um, you should check the, the schedule on our website. You know, every branch has something different. So just make sure you go to the right branch. Um, and it's the best theme, Universe of Stories, space themes. Mm-hmm. We do have a lot of space stuff. I know Monday we have like space animals or space astronauts. I believe like all the animals that have been to space, they're gonna we're gonna have animals at the branch. Oh, cool! And stuff. And I know there's other programs as well. There's a lot, like I said, a lot of space programs and just programs in general. So just keep your eyes peeled for something. If you're looking to do something yeah. for just even if a couple hours. Stop at the library, cool off, enjoy something, and then get back outside. The adults have a few things going on, too, for summer reading and and just for the summer. I'm going to be at the um, farmer's market on Saturday with the book bike, hopefully with the book bike. Um, 
if I can wheel it on down there. So uh, that's this Saturday, June 15th from 9 to 1. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then in the next couple of weeks, on Wednesday, June 26th, we have a program on moon gardens. Do you know what a moon garden is? Is that the gardens? Are, is that the ones that you put in the jar? No, um, that's a terrarium, I think. it's They're gardens that are meant to look better at night, like um, flowers that bloom at night or are more fragrant in the evening, hmm. and then uh, flowers, colors of flowers that mo- reflect from the moonlight. Interesting. So if you like, wor- if you work a lot and you don't get to enjoy your garden during the day, mm-hmm. you could start a moon garden and enjoy it in the evening on your porch. Mm-hmm. Um, Hope Hoffman of the Girls Point Garden Club is going to come talk to us about that. And then um, the next day, Thursday, June 27th, we're having Catherine Page of the Macomb County Veterans Center back. She's a yoga instructor, um, and she specializes in yoga for PTSD. And June 27th is PTSD Awareness Day, so we're going to have two um, yoga courses, classes, Mm -hmm. experiences that day. One at 1 and one at 6.30. So if you've got the afternoon free, you can come for that. If you don't Mm got to work and can't get out till 6, um, come to the 6.30 one. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really looking forward to that because the last time she came, I was pregnant. Um, I couldn't do all the moves, Mm -hmm. but the moves I did do gave me like a good yoga buzz. So I'm Mm -hmm. really excited to have her back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, lots of exciting things happening this summer at the library. Mm -hmm. So just keep your eyes peeled. We also are still planning a Stranger Things escape room. Yeah. That is um, not on the calendar yet because we still have to get all the stuff, but we're hoping to get that close to the premiere, which is July 4th. So that's like early July. So hopefully we want to do something for right around there. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it the week after in case people want to go on vacation for that holiday. I think it's the Thursday. But just keep your eyes peeled for that. We think it'll be a lot of fun, especially if you like Stranger Things. It'll be a lot of fun, or escape rooms in general. Yeah. I think you'll have lots of fun, so keep your eyes peeled for that when we announce the official date for that. So I think with that, we'll call that an episode. So thanks for checking in, and we'll be back in a couple weeks. See ya. The bar closes, and you feel like falling down. I'll carry you home tonight.